Hi, everyone, and welcome to Consumer Watchdog's Rage for Justice Report, our weekly conversation about the current issues we're exposing, confronting, and changing. I'm your host, Carmen Balber. I'm the executive director of Consumer Watchdog. And this week, uh, my friend Charles Johnson is our guest. He's the co-founder uh, of the patient safety organization for Kira for Moms and the chair of the Fairness Act campaign uh, for the 2022 ballot measure uh, for a patient safety initiative in California. I'm, I'm so glad you were able to join me today, Charles. Welcome to the podcast. Carmen, thank you so much for having me. It is an honor to be here. Anytime I get to spend time with you and the team at Consumer Watchdog, um, it really is. It's an honor. Um, and I'm fired up today. We got a lot to cover. Um, but I'm just grateful, first and foremost, for the work that you all continue to do fighting for the people of California and really across the country. Um, so I'm grateful and I'm glad to be here with you this afternoon. Well, so glad to have you, and we're super grateful for the work you do. Um, if if anyone has been listening for the podcast long enough, uh, they know a little bit about your story, uh, that you lost your life to medical negligence. Uh, you learned uh, firsthand about how the medical system and then the legal system are stacked against patients um, uh, who are harmed, and, and it's why you ended up being the chair of this campaign to change the law uh, that's been in effect in California since 1975 uh, that caps compensation for um, uh, people who are harmed by medical negligence and prevents those families from getting justice, especially uh, especially families and communities of color. So um, let, maybe I should uh, just throw one more piece of information out there, which is why we thought it was so important to talk today, because there's been a lot of big news brewing uh, over the last week that's really developed into a flashpoint now, because um, it was revealed late last week that Governor Newsom uh, went out to dinner uh, for his pal and uh, lobbyist friend's birthday party at the exclusive French Laundry restaurant, um, which is a really high-priced, high uh, hot-ticket item, uh, and uh, new, new pictures uh, then really developed that story from what was um, a little uh, flash in the pan to a really disturbing scenario. Uh, photos were uncovered of the dinner that showed it really flaunted, flaunted all of the pandemic safety guidelines that we've all been trying so hard to follow. It was completely unmasked. It wasn't socially distanced. It wasn't even really outdoors, as the governor had claimed in his apology. And the kicker for us was that the dinner guests included uh, not only his pal, the lobbyist Jason Kinney, who represents many industries, including the medical industry, but also the president and top lobbyist for the California Medical Association. So uh, what did you think uh, when you started uh, seeing this news come out, Charles? And Carmen, it, um, to be honest, seeing the pictures and hearing what happened, it really honestly made me sick to my stomach, Carmen. Um, what those of us who know that wake up every single morning trying to slay dragons understand is that the special interest, powerful lobbyists and billionaire corporations have a distinctly unfair advantage over the everyday citizens in this country. Right. But for me to see this photo surface 
of Gavin, uh, of, of Governor Gavin Newsom, who is first and foremost the, you know, the head honcho of the state and the biggest proponent in the country of practicing social distance protocols and enforcing masks and, you know, demanding that, you know, people um, stay socially distanced and that uh, businesses abide by exceptionally strict guidelines was at this dinner um, not practicing any of what he's been preaching to his state. But furthermore, I was just so sickened because this same governor um, is somebody that for the past year I've been trying relentlessly to meet with, right? Um, on multiple occasions. Last year when we introduced that we were working on on behalf of the um, uh, victims of medical negligence in the state of California, the Fairness Act, and working towards getting it qualified, which we have successfully got it qualified for the 2022 ballot. Um, we requested to meet with him then. We were denied. We've requested to meet with him on at least three different occasions. I have. I know you all have as a team. I know other people on behalf of this initiative have tried to meet with him, and we've been denied. But to see the California Medical Association, who we know is dumping millions of dollars into keeping these unfair, unconstitutional, um, and quite frankly, racist medical caps in the state of California in place, all cozy with the governor. I'm gonna be honest, like, I'm gonna take my, my, you know, my um, figurehead hat off and just tell, as, as, a, as a man, it just hurt, right? It hurt because beyond the policy, I day in and day out talk to these families. Right. I sit up um, into the wee hours of the morning with Dedella Rose is crying about the fact that her daughter is gone. Right. I talk to, um, you know, Tammy Schnick. I talk to these families. I know how much pain they're in. But while these families are suffering, these people are living high on the hog. And while we can't even simply get the, you know, the time of day conversation, the time of day or the respect of a conversation. We're I mean, not, it's really it's it's actually it's a literal seat at the table a literal uh, that seat. you and these patients have been denied, have been denied. Exactly. And for me, it's a thing, too. It really is just to sum it up. It's insult to injury, literally and figuratively. Right. Um, and but, you know, we're we're past the point of asking. We're demanding. And so. Um, he's going to either have to do it the easy way or the hard way. Um, and maybe just so our readers who haven't heard your story, or our listeners, <laughs> uh, not readers, uh, who haven't heard your story before know, you know, you, you've been very clear that that uh, when we're talking about these caps, they're not just unjust, uh, but they're they're racist. Uh, they discriminate specifically about uh, against people of color, against black and brown communities. And uh, your wife was an African-American woman who died after a successful birth because your complaints were simply ignored. Correct. Correct. And that's what we're seeing. These um, these these <sighs> microcaps are really just an extension of a um racist industrial medical complex um, having its fingers in the state legislature and formulating policies that protect these multi-billion dollar insurance companies while making sure that families who are oftentimes black and brown 
um, are not able to recover uh, when they've been victims of medical negligence. Um, oftentimes, catastrophic, horrible injuries, and far too often uh, leading to fatalities, right? And so, uh, you know, right now, for your listeners, I know who, who pay attention to the work that you all do, right now in the United States, medical negligence and medical errors are the third leading cause of death. Let that sink in, folks. The third leading cause of death. And to have a state like California that's supposed to be the shining example of being progressive and service to the people, um, it's, it's saddening, it's disheartening that they, these special interests are, are dumping you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to keep these caps in place and keep families suffering. And I mean, that really comes back to why this, um, uh, these revelations about this dinner that the governor so foolishly decided to attend um, are so disturbing because the reason these caps are still in place is because the very lobbyists who were at that meeting with the governor, the CEO of the California Medical Association, Dustin Corcoran, the top lobbyist, Janice Norman, Jason Kinney, who was the birthday boy at that party, but represented the California Medical Association for many years and was paid hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, to oppose changing the cap the last time this was on the ballot back in 2014, all have that exclusive access to the rooms of power where these decisions are being made and patients like you, families like yours, get uh, get shut out in the cold, which was really why this, it's really a tipping point for the governor. Is he going to continue to take his advice uh, from these guys, from the elite, or is he going to start listening to you and families uh, like those you've gotten to know over these many months um, about what real people in California need to protect them. Absolutely, and, and what you said I think is so is so spot on, Carmen, because I really do think that this is, um, this is a big moment for the governor. Uh, as difficult as this work often is, I still am an optimist. Um, I think that this is a chance for Governor Newsom to stand up and do something that truly could define his legacy, right? Um, and take a very significant stand um, on behalf of families in California um, who are the most vulnerable, who have been just victimized for generations. Since This is a cap that has been in place since 1975, right? And what I'm asking is if he's not going to do that, I'm asking him to look me in my face and explain to me why. I'm looking for him to look Sabrina De La Rosa in the face and explain to her why. I'm looking for him to look Tammy Schnick in the face after these wonderful people who have lost um, or been victims of these caps pour their heart out to him and explain to them how they've suffered um, unjustly under these medical caps. I want you to explain to us why you refuse to take a stand. Well, that's, a, I think, a, a good place to end it. The call uh, on the governor 
to finally uh, to finally set that meeting. I think that I can speak for you and all of the folks who want to meet for, with him uh, if I say that you're not going to demand an in-person meeting at the French Laundry. Uh, we'll be we'll be satisfied with a remote, uh, socially distant Zoom meeting. Uh, but it's time it's time uh, to make that uh, to make that meeting to set that time. Correct. Correct. I'm looking forward to it. And if we do get to be in person, I'll give him six. I'll give him eight feet. I'll have my Mac. I'll wear two or three. But um, however it is, wherever it is, I'm looking forward to it. And I hope that it's much sooner than later. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for joining me, Charles. Thanks for all the work that you're doing. And thank you so much, Carmen. I appreciate you guys. And please give my best to everybody over there at the team. And uh, happy holidays. I know we got holidays coming up, but I wish happy them- holidays to you too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, folks can uh, to learn more about Charles's story, to learn more about uh, this story, uh, to see the photos of the governor eating elbow to elbow um, with uh, these uh, lobbyists, um, and to, to learn elbow and cheek to cheek. Cheek to cheek, absolutely. Um, you can go to consumerwatchdog.org, uh, find more about Charles' story and all of that. Um, and we'll have Charles back on the show later on uh, so he can tell us if he ever got that meeting with the governor. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, remember, as always, to subscribe to the podcast for, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us there. And we'll talk again next week on the Rage for Justice Report. Thanks for listening.